Well, uh, guys, real quickly, uh, there are donuts in the back. If uh, you all want some donuts, feel free to get up and grab some. You're not going to hurt my feelings at all. Um, I want to give a little apology, uh, just a, a quick... I know, don't everyone, everyone's like, forget the, forget the sermon. Just go grab some donuts. Y'all gluttons. Uh, <clears throat> if I could start this off, uh, let me just start with an apology first. Uh, I've been kind of getting over a cold, so if I start coughing uh, sporadically, and I start laying on the floor, someone's come up and pull me off, and just play another video or something until I can get over it, okay? Um, let me start off like this. Uh, let me start off with a bit of encouragement. Uh, because the last few weeks, we have seen the church kind of start to uh, manifest into something great here at Impact City. Uh, there were weeks when we would set up, and I would tell here, I would come up in like about two hours early before the church was here, and I would set everything up, and I would sit here, wait for people to come, and 10.30 came around, no one was here. I said, wait, well, no one's here early. And then 10.45 would come around, like, okay, church is going, but we, usually we have stragglers, and they come in a little late. And then uh, 11 o'clock would roll around, no one. 11.15, no one. And by 11.30, I was crying here on the floor saying, why am I even doing this? anymore. But here recently we've been seeing the church actually start to catch fire and start to grow. And I think this is an amazing moment, an amazing time in the life of Impact City Church because God has been using this church to do so many great things. In just a year and a half that we've been here, we've done so many great things. I'm not boasting about it, but I am praising my Savior about it. Amen? All right, so this is great. We're growing, uh, we're maturing, we're making disciples. If we're not making disciples, then we shouldn't even be doing this, okay? And we're just uh, going and, and, and going and getting uh, just more and more momentum. And I really feel that God is working here, and I feel like God has been doing so many great things, and I think he's just cracking his knuckles right now. And we're amazed at just the sound of the crack of his knuckles, and we're just like freaking out, and he's like, Boy, God, I got something more for you. And he's like popping them knuckles. He's got so much more. So thank you guys so much. I heard earlier this week that uh, one of the guys said, uh, Pastor, I, we go to a kickbutt church. And I thought it was so funny because I never heard it used in the right term of uh, kick butt. I usually hear it the other way around with some of, some of uh, y'all. I love that about y'all, by the way. And he says, Pastor, we go to a kick butt church. And I said, you know what, you know, I have, we have kick butt, uh, a kick butt congregation. All of you guys are talented. All of you guys have something to offer. All of you guys are worthy in the eyes of God. And you guys have something to, to bring to the table. And I guys, thank you so much. Y'all give yourself some round of applause. Come on. So, so this week I want to cast some vision out. I want to just kind of uh, talk about what are some of the things that make us Impact City, one of the, uh, the elements of Impact City. Uh, this last Thursday, uh, Jay and I were at KBNJ, the radio station, and we had the privilege of praying over the city. And we had the privilege of praying over the city leaders, uh, privilege of praying over the city uh, through uh, prayer requests on the, on the radio. And it was a really awesome story. And we also had a little bit of time to kind of talk about uh, the church and, and who we are and what we do and why we do what we do. And one of the questions that Joe Fall asked me, Joe Fall was a DJ, one of the questions he asked me was, Felix, uh, what makes Impact City unique? What makes Impact City, what is your, 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 your niche, if you would, please? Because every church has a niche. What makes your church, what's your niche? And I t- 
I looked at him, and the answer to that question is actually the topic for today is missional cities. What makes us unique is, is missional cities. Uh, that's why missional cities, though. That is what we're going to talk about today. Why missional cities? What is a missional city? If you open your Bibles up to Luke chapter 9, uh, that's where we're going to be kind of camping out there. That's going to be the, the scriptures for us today. As you're turning there, if you're taking notes, one of the first definitions, the first things we want to know about a missional city group is this, is that it is not a life group. Missional city group is not a life group. And I always say this because it's not a life group because it's not about your life. It's about his life, okay? Missional city groups are Christ-centered, community-focused, and missionally driven Groups of people, okay? We are a missional city group, okay? It's not just two or three people. It's a, it's a whole slew of people living life together. Missional city groups are defining by three elements in their groups. Number one is they live in community, okay? They share the gospel with people, and they make disciples out of each other. So missional city groups are Christ-centered, community-focused, missionally-driven groups that will share the gospel, live in community, and make disciples. That is a missional city group, okay? Uh, If I could illustrate it, it would look something like this. I drew this, by the way. Y'all be happy, because I I, I drew it a couple times, okay? So yes, clap, I drew that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah that, that's enough. You guys are lying about it anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I know. It's messy. Uh, I did the background, okay? Okay, I scribbled it. Okay, so while a life group, per se, typically involves a group of people meeting together to fulfill each other's desires, to fulfill each other's needs, it is inward-focused. You see the arrows going in towards the life group? It is a group of people that is inward-focused. Whereas a missional city group is outward-focused. It's like a flower that blooms. A flower does not look very nice when it's inward-focused. But when it blossoms and blooms, you see the petals, you see the beauty of the flower, you see everything. And that is a missional city group. It is a group of people, like I said, who is Christ-centered, community-focused, and missionally-driven group of people. And they go out. And they serve and they do things. And we see this in Luke chapter 9 when Jesus Christ sends out the 12 disciples. So if you're there, uh, just read along. And he said this. And he called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal And he said to them, take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, nor money, and don't even have two turnips. And whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And wherever they do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. And as they departed, they went through the villages preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Okay? So Jesus has a Christ-centered, community-focused, missionally-driven group of people that he sends out. He has a missional group. 
He doesn't tell the disciples, hey guys, awesome, check this out, guys, the church is growing, all these great things are going on, here's what I want you guys to do, you 12 disciples, get together, go back to your homes, grab the latest Beth Moore DVD or Francis Chan book, gather in a circle, eat cheese cubes, drink some like juice with that, okay, maybe order a pizza, Okay, uh, you, uh, you, uh, you get your guitar and let's y'all sing together in a circle and worship together. And then when you guys are done with all of this, I want you guys to, to, uh, to continue to meet every week at a certain time, at a certain place for one hour. Don't oversee that hour. And then every week you meet there and you fulfill each other's needs, okay? He didn't say, okay, okay, guys, what don't you do? I want you 12 to go out and find 12 other people or more people who are just like you. Just like you. Who believe like you, who walk like you, who act like you, like the slim shady. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh my God. Oh wow. I just may have fooled myself. I'm slim shady. I'm the real shady. All your slim shades are just the maintain. Okay. <laughs> he didn't say, go find people who look just like you. He didn't say, okay, all you singles, hurdle up together, go find a bunch of other singles, and go get together and have a good time. He didn't say, oh, okay, all the, um, okay, uh, what's some other life groups? All the, all the runners, y'all get together, go find more runners, y'all just go run around together. Y'all, and, call it, and call it community, go go run around together, okay? He didn't say, all the bikers, get together and just recruit more bikers and just, do be, just be all bikers, just, just, just one group of people. He didn't say that. And he didn't say, and, and when you're done with your group, gather in a circle and pray, God, bless me, God help me, God give me strength, God take care of me, God heal me, God take care of me, give me what I need, give me what I want, give me my desires, give me everything that I need, God bless me. You know, it's a trend there. It's inward focused. In fact, Jesus said the exact opposite of that. Jesus said, and to them, he said this, he said, take Nothing for your journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money. Don't even have two turnips. He said, be uncomfortable for a little bit. It's, in, in other words, Jesus said this. It ain't about you, kid. This, this group ain't about you. It's about me and what you can do for me and being missional for me. Because I'm, I'm a jealous God. He said that. He said, just... Be uncomfortable for a little bit, okay? We exist to serve others so that they can serve others. We are redeemed so that we can redeem. Y'all get that? It, we, we exist to love and serve others. You want to turn that AC down, Jay? I know you're about to, like, your lips are turning blue. I ain't staring at your lips or anything, but. <laughs> and this is what we do in missional cities. This is what we do as a missional city group. We are a Christ-centered, community-focused, missionally-driven group of people who want to share the gospel, live in community, and make disciples. That's a big difference than gathering around and reading a book every week, talking about how my problems are. Now, now let me push back on this, because Sarah was like, oh my God, baby, you're really dogging on that. You really shouldn't dog on that so much. I'm not saying life groups are bad. I'm saying life groups that are so inward focused that they lose sight of the mission of God are bad. So this begs the question, with all this outreach, with all this, this, this missional going out, and all this community involvement, how do you have time to roll that into one hour a week? 
on Friday night or whatever night it is? The answer is this, number two, missional cities are not an hour a week. Okay? Being part of a missional city group means that you're an active part of the group every single day. Whether you're with the group or you're without the group, you're actively part of that mission of God every single day. Look at this. Later on in, the, in that same uh, scripture, it says, And whatever house you enter, stay there and from there depart. Okay? So he says, stay there. What was propaganda saying? He said, move into the community. Okay? The south side will never win over the inner city if the south side never gets up, sells their house, sells their car, sells their truck, go in and buy a house on the inner city and actually move into the inner city, move into the, to the ghetto, and build up a community of believers in there. This commuting thing isn't going to work. As a missional city groups, we actually integrate ourselves with the community around us. Okay, And so it means to stay active in the community, stay devoted to disciple-making, and stay diligent in sharing the gospel with everyone that you meet. Okay, Everyone you meet, you share the gospel with, either with by action or by the way you walk, the way you talk, or what you say to them. Share the gospel. Stay, stay, stay. It takes time to do this. So we can't do it in just one hour a week and then go off the rest of the week and do whatever we want. Every single day, it's a life that we live. Missional city groups, if you're a part of a missional city group, it's a life change. It's an outward expression of an inward action that's happened in you through Christ. So you might ask yourself, well, how do I do that? Because that sounds like a lot of work. You know, I, I, I got to pick the kids up from soccer. I got to go shopping. Okay, I, I got to go to work. And then I got go, to go exercise. And I got to go to this. I have all this schedule. How do I fit being missional into my schedule? It's simple. I got some answers for you right here. Number one, uh, you don't have to write these down. But if you do, get ready. It's going to take a lot of ink. Um, if you're, number one, uh, eating. Do you realize that the average person eats about three times a day? That's 21 times a week. Opportunities that you have to be missional with someone that you know. All right, so you're going to eat anyway? Invite someone over. Okay? You're going to eat at your house? Bring someone over. You know that breakfast is one of the most intimate meals of the day? Why? Because not too many people invite you over for breakfast. So if you want to really invest in someone, invite them over for breakfast. Cook them something, pour into them, invite them over for breakfast, eat with someone, and make that a part of your, of your mission. Be intentional about that. Be like, Tim, I'm going to take so-and-so out. Or on Wednesday night, we're going to invite someone over every Wednesday night to the house to eat breakfast. I'm going to eat dinner. The second thing we can do is, is work in public places. A lot of us, if you work from home or, or if we have homework or something like that, go work in a public place. Go right, Go to the library. Go to a park, okay? You got to go do something. There's lots of Wi-Fi here in Corpus Christi and parks. Go take your laptop to the park and talk to someone while you're out there. Be outside, okay? Another thing, um, coffee shops, something, uh, bars, wherever you're going, be there. Be, be there and be intentionally about what you're doing there. If you go to the same place every week to get that same taco every morning, how many times have you talked to that person behind the counter or wherever, if it's at Stripes, or if it's at Taqueria, how many times have you actually talked to that person and got to know that person? You know, there was an old lady when I used to live in Cal Island, and I used to go to Stripes and get breakfast every morning. She was there every morning. 
And I kind of got to know her. I got to know that she had so many grandkids. She was uh, married for so many years. We started talking. And it was nice to actually know the person after a while. So invest in the community that you're with. Uh, another thing, be a regular. Okay? Be a regular. So don't do this sporadic jumping around in different restaurants, different stores. Aim at one store and go there and stay there. Be a regular in that one spot. Be missional with your intent, whether it's a cafe or a pub, or do we even have pubs here in Corpus? Wherever it is that you're going, okay, be there. Be a park or, you know, if you stop somewhere regularly, and be intentional of who you're talking to. Uh, number four, uh, join when, uh, with what's going on. Okay, one of the great things about this church is that you will never find this church creating a coffee shop for Christians. Or you never find this church creating a, uh, something that uh, someone else is already doing, but only for Christians. I asked a question, why, why, don't, why don't Christians uh, go to coffee shops all the time? I said, because they can't go to bars. <laughs> it's the same thing. You go in there, you have a drink, you socialize. It's the same thing. So instead of going to an all-Christian organization where you know that all their people that are there are just Christians, go to a place where there is not all-Christian. If we want to, okay, if the church is going to build programs and, and groups to focus in on Christians, then we're only going to attract Christians. I've never met a non-Christian say, man, you know, uh, I really want to go to your church, but what can I do to get some Awanas up in here, man? They don't know what Awanas is. They think that's like some type of dance craze or something. I don't know. But they will say, I want to go to your church because I hear you guys have a really awesome, you know, biker ministry or whatever it is. I hear you guys have this going on. I hear you guys have a really awesome shooting ministry. All your men go out and go shooting in the shooting range or you have a, a whatever, you know. So find something that's already going on. If it's a homeless ministry, be involved in that homeless ministry. Meet people who are not Christians through that ministry, through that program, okay? Uh, number five. Leave your house in the evenings. When we get home, it's hard to, you just want to come home, you want to watch TV, you want to be secluded and introverted. How many guys are introverts? A lot of us are. You come home, you want to be alone. Okay? It is the constant battle of an introvert to be missional. So when you get home, go outside. Go somewhere. Go eat somewhere. Take a neighbor uh, some barbecue. I mean, I mean, if you're going to cook something, why don't you take them over some, some cookies or, or something like that? Uh, walk your dog. You know what? Buy a dog. You want to be a missional? Buy a dog. And when you walk that dog, you will meet your neighbors, okay? So go outside. Uh, the other thing, uh, serve your neighbors. Uh, cut your neighbor's yard. Take out their trash. Roll their trash cans up uh, in the morning for them or in the afternoon, okay? Uh, Whatever it is, if they need help, the elderly, the elderly need so much help, obviously, because they're, they're old, okay? And so they need help inside their house. You know what? Sometimes their sons and daughters, they're off. They're living in another city, and the person that can help them the most is their neighbor. So don't look down upon them because they're older than you. Love them. Serve them. They have so much to offer you. They have more to offer you than you have to offer them, I tell you that much. So love your neighbors, older, younger, single moms in the neighborhood. Maybe you can get together and have some type of play date with your kids and their kids and give the single mom a break. Serve your neighbors. That's the best way to be missional, okay? Um, number seven, share your passion. If you're into Frisbee golf, if you're into shooting, if, you, if you're into whatever it is you're into, go somewhere to a non-Christian club and join that club 
and be into that. Share your passion with someone, okay? Number eight, hang out with your coworkers and colleagues. If you're going to school, if you're going to college, uh, have lunch with those people. That goes back to number one. If you're working with someone, uh, why don't you go out on a run with them or, 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 or take them out after work for drinks or something? Do something to be intentionally spending time with people who do not know Jesus. Uh, number nine, take a walk. It's the easiest thing to do. Just walk around your block. You'd be surprised how many people you would meet cutting their yards or walking themselves or working on the house on the outside. You wouldn't talk to your neighbors, get to know neighbors, and then when you walk away, write their name down so you don't forget. That sounds psycho, but you will forget. So the next time you see them, you're like, hey, Tim. It's like, no, it's Bob. You know, like, write their name down so you don't look like an idiot next time you talk to them. You actually look like you cared enough to remember their name. Vanessa, sorry. I've come to the church here like three weeks. I still can't get her name right. I called her Estrella earlier. Like, what? <laughs> and the last one, uh, a prayer walk. Have you ever just walked your neighborhood and prayed for each house? Now, I'm not talking about going and touching the house because they might get shot. <laughs> just walk the neighborhood and pray. Pray for God. I think prayer is one of the most underused resources that God gives us. And it's the most powerful one on top of that. Let's pray and have prayer walks for the, uh, the communities that we're in. Okay? So all of these activities, we call them here uh, rhythms of mission here at Impact City Church. So here at Impact City, we call that rhythm of mission. And so we need to be staying involved in all of these rhythms so we can be a, a missional city group that is serving and loving the community. And after a while, after you've done these things, eventually God will open a door for you to share the gospel. You don't want to be a weirdo, and as soon as you see someone say, I want to tell you that you're going to hell unless you love Jesus, unless you surrender your life to Jesus, then you just drove them away. But if you build a relationship with that person, and after all, they start to trust you, when you say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about you, I want to tell you about Jesus, they listen to you more. This mass evangelism works for a second. And after that, they go right back to their ways. But a community that builds up trust and relationships with people is a deep-rooted foundation for Christ. So uh, it's not a life group. Missional Cities is not just, just in one hour. And the third thing that we need to know is that Missional Cities starts now. It starts now. Listen to what... Jesus says, and they departed and they went through the villages preaching the gospel and healing everywhere, okay? If you're not living in community with the body of Christ in missional community, I'm just going to say this out loud, you're probably not in God's will. If all you want to do is come to church on Sunday mornings for one hour and then go home and be introverted the rest of the week, maybe spend one hour in a life group, maybe just go get something to eat with someone and then just go home. You really aren't being missional. And God never told us to do anything but be missional. So how can we sit here and lie to ourselves and say that we're amazing, great, awesome Christians? Because maybe we'll tithe a good amount of check every Monday, every Sunday and come to church for an hour. No, no. Being an awesome, good, diligent Christian is someone who serves and is sacrificially putting themselves in, a, in, a, in an area of uncomfort every day, every week for the further uh, growing of his kingdom. That's being a Christian. That takes work. But it's so much more rewarding. Okay? So I think we can find reasons not to do that. 
Like with all the promises that God gives us to do it, we can still find reasons not to do it. We might find reasons to say, oh man, I'm too, I'm too shy to talk to people. Like I know you guys meet on Wednesday nights at 6.30 and y'all usually go to like Miller's Barbecue at Schlotsky's or Wingstop or, or remember you, you guys might meet Theo's and go play pool or something. But I'm too shy to do that. I don't want to go out. I, 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 I'm, I'm busy on Wednesday nights. Or I'm busy. I, I got stuff going on. That, that's the night. Or, or I've got laundry to do that night. Like seriously, your laundry can wait, you know? Um, that's my time. My time to do stuff, that is my personal time, that I have alone time, and I'm going to do what I want to on that time. I don't want to be missional, it's my time. Uh, my favorite show comes on then, okay? My favorite show, I love Law & Order SVU. I mean, if you get fans, anyone, fans Law & Order SVU? Come on, Benson, I miss Stabler, he was awesome. I mean, arm-breaking type of guy, but, you know, well, we live with it, right? But... Law and Order SVU comes on right when we do missional city groups. And I'm the one who started the missional city groups and then set the time and all that. And I put it to where I would have to miss my show. Why? Because it was better for everyone else. I sacrificed. We sacrificed. Um, I'm too embarrassed to meet in a public place, open my Bible, and openly talk about the gospel. I'm too embarrassed to talk to uh, the worker who serves me about, hey, how's your day going? Is there anything I can pray for you? Anything I can say for you? I'm too embarrassed. We have so many excuses, but the disciples didn't have excuses. Can you imagine the scene and Jesus says, all right, I give you power to heal, to cast out demons, and to shed the gospel and proclaim the word of God, and I want you guys to go. And they're like, oh, man, I, I, I can't, Jesus. Um, oh, shoot, man. Uh, Here's, here's the thing. Um, the Walking Dead comes on in a few hours, and um, <laughs> I can't miss that one. You know? You know? Or, like, what if you know, and Jesus says, go! And, he's, and they're like, man, I'm too tired, Jesus. Can I do this tomorrow? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'll say this in closing. We planted this church based on a missional city group. We didn't plant this church based on the church. And, in fact, the word church in our name is slowly being kind of dropped off because the word church is synonymous with a building. Impact City is more like a home. Impact City is more like an open community of believers. I said this joke before. I see these signs that say, uh, these mega churches in town that say, and I love mega churches. They're fine. They're awesome. I love them. They're great. But they say, uh, one church, ten locations. I'm like, we got one church. We got thousands of locations because we meet anywhere. You know, we can meet at your job site. We can meet anywhere we want because we're portable. We are missional. We move around. So right now, uh, we have to to have this conversation and understanding that that we need to either accept uh, what God's word says or ignore it. We have to be missional if we want to be in the will of God. Okay. The, the, the community aspect of what we do here in Impact City is the number one thing about Impact City. It's what makes us Impact City. We are community-focused, okay? And you're like, well, I don't even see that in the Bible, Felix. I really don't see that anywhere in the Bible. Well, seriously, okay. Community-focused, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They were a community. It was never just one by itself. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere, and all three of them are together, okay? Community. Uh, another thing, uh, God said, let us make man in 
our image. We are a community, our image. He didn't say, let's make man in my image. Let's make him in our image. Okay? Another thing he said, too, was uh, Jesus had his 12 disciples. He didn't just have himself. You know, Jesus could have done all this by himself, probably, if he really wanted to. Why? Because he's God. You know, but he comes up and he says, I need people to, to come with me. I need a community of believers around me, okay? And so he chose 12 disciples, okay? And it wasn't just 12 disciples that followed him everywhere he went. Those 12 disciples had wives and children and families, and those families went with him. So when Jesus is walking around with his 12, there's a community of believers around him. Everyone estimates it to be about 30 to 40 people who really follow Jesus all the time, okay? And out of that 30 to 40 people, out of that 12 disciples, he had three disciples that he really loved the most. Those were his men that he was raising up to be leaders in the church. And then after that, he had other disciples. And after that, he had his community believers. One big missional community going into the cities, going into the towns, preaching the gospel, proclaiming the name of Jesus, community-focused. That's what Jesus had. And then, of course, he want a New Testament answer as well, Acts 2, 44 through 47. We turn there, it says, And all who believed were together and had all things in common. This is right after Peter preached the most amazing sermon of his life, the very first one. Then he says, "All They were all selling their possessions and their belongings, and they were distributing them, their proceeds to all of them. And as any of them had need, they did so. So no one was without need. The community was thriving with each other. The community was giving to each other. The community was, was holding each other up. It says this, and day by day, attending the temple together. So they were going to church together, and they were breaking bread in their homes. They were living life together within their homes. And they received their food with glad and generous hearts. They weren't down about it. They were excited about it. Something was going on. Something was happening here. Praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. You want to know something that no one talks about here? Is that probably about an hour before everything like this started happening, no one knew each other. No one really knew each other. 3,000 people got baptized right before then. And right after that, the mission of God was in their hearts. And they started living community out together. And God started exploding that church. The way to grow a church is not by mass evangelism. The way to grow the church is by community. And that is what we stand on here at Impact City. We stand upon community. We believe it to be true. Long after this church is gone and and, and is erased, I pray that the missional city groups that are within this church continue to grow. Right now we have one. But as this church starts to grow, we will have two, and then we'll have three, then we'll have six, then we'll have twelve. And every missional city group will have a self-sufficient leader and eventually be able to plant its own church if it wanted to. And that is the vision of Impact City, to plant churches. To never just be one church with ten locations. I'd rather be ten churches with one location. Each of them uh, reaching out and loving the community that's around them. This is why we do missional city groups. This is why we're out there. This is why we, we go. And it's God's will for our lives that we do that. And you find it in Scripture. Let's pray. God, as we just um, 
as we take in everything that your word has said today, God, we pray that um, we'll be receptive to that. That we may believe it might be against the grain to do something like this, to be missional. But God, I pray that you would just show us and make us realize that it really isn't. It's life. It's bringing you into the every minute, every second, every breath of our life. And sharing that life of change, that new life, a new creation we have with everyone around us. People we don't know, total strangers, family, friends. May we be missional, Lord. God, I just pray that if, if you're struggling with this, that you would just search your heart, search scripture. That you would uh, ask God to, to strip you down of everything, every selfish desire you might have that pushes against his will. And I pray that you would grow in this aspect of missional living, missional community. God, I pray for Impact City Church, that this church continues to be a um, Christ-centered, community-focused, and missionally-driven church. That we never stop living on mission and that we never grow comfortable with uh, luxuries that may come our way, whether that be a building or whether that be uh, finances. That we always learn to live below our means so we can give more to the kingdom, more to outreach, more to the community around us. So we can love those who are around us more. That we can welcome them uh, with open hearts into our homes, welcome them into our lives. God, that we may be an open book for them to examine and read and see you within the pages of that book. May they see your son, Jesus Christ, in the way we live, in the way we we love, and within our eyes. And it's in Christ's name I humbly pray. Amen.